happy Sunday, my lovely congregation, and welcome back to Pillow Talk, the interview series of Pussy Church, where I call some of my favorite erotic creators. This is Lara, an erotic writer and the creator of Tales of Lara, which you can find at talesoflara.com and at Tales of Lara on Instagram. And today I'm checking in with Stephanie and Hannah, the founders of Personal Fave. Their brand focuses on erasing sexual health and wellness stigmas by creating sensual serums and CBD arousal oils. My absolute favorite. We talked about the history of lube, the most common myths, and which lubricant is right for you. Amen. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to Pillow Talk, the special interview edition of Pussy Church, where I talk to some of my favorite creators. And today I'm here with Stephanie and Hannah, the founders of Personal Faith, a sexual wellness brand specializing on lubricants with natural arousal enhancing ingredients. Thank you guys so much for being here. Thanks for having us. We're excited. I'm so excited. Um, The last time we hung out, you guys gave me some samples. Yeah. And I, I love them. First of all, <laughs> amazing. Love, love, love them. Um, I funny story actually. I put the CBD oil. I, you have a new sex serum, Come CBD spring yes. pleasure oil. It's incredible. But the first time I tried it, I put it on, and there's some activation time, right? A little bit, like five to twenty minutes. Yeah. So I was kind of waiting, and then I got a call. <laughs> and I'm on the call. I'm like, oh my god, it's gonna activate. What am I gonna do? <laughs> You're gonna have a great call. <laughs> Body. And I could feel it like tingling and getting warm. It was so fun. Oh, I love it. Um, you know, but I, I tried it out later without a call. Um, and I really, really love that product. Thank Amazing. You. We're going to get into everything, how you got started and everything. But what made you want to work with CBD in the pleasure oil? CBD is such an interesting new space and a really interesting new ingredient that is more widely available to us. And after understanding a little bit more about what happens when CBD is put into topical products, it only made sense to really try it out in this format as a sexual wellness and arousal enhancing ingredient. It's a magical plant and it's highly censored as are a lot of sex products and that I think even further motivated us because they work so well together and it intensifies your pleasure like that's part of what we're trying to do prioritize pleasure and diffuse the shame around it and this ingredient really enhances Mm -hmm. that for us yeah I think it's it's really an incredible addition right to um to a lubricant or to a serum. I just did this Q&A on Instagram where I asked people what disconnects them um, during sex. And this girl wrote pain. And I've had people write me about it and also read about how CBD can help with that aspect of it as well. Yeah, 100%. CBD has been proven to help people who do have, you know, whether it's PCOS or endometriosis or other issues, um, down there and it can help with pain relief 100% and make it a more enjoyable experience for yourself yeah you and your partner we so rarely talk about this aspect of pain or mm-hmm. it feeling uncomfortable in the moment and that 
that shame um, keeps people from like helping themselves really. And and prioritizing their pleasure and leaning into their pleasure because there's the fear factor of that vulnerability to the pain. So if we can help shift that narrative through clean, fun products and bring people closer together and feel connected with themselves or a partner, heck yes, that's a win. Yeah. So how did you guys get started with, or why did you want to make a product for the sexual wellness industry? For me, I wanted to make a change and move out of the entertainment and music industry into health and wellness. And after taking a look at mostly personal care products and what really needed innovation and um, a shift, it made a lot of sense to go into sexual health and wellness as well as coupling it with cannabis and CBD because these were both things that need real change and need really amazing products. When I started my career with The Honest Company in 2012, learning about clean baby and mom products, and then Stephanie tapped me for the sexual wellness space, which I didn't even think of. I'm like, we are obsessing over clean beauty, clean baby products. Like, shouldn't we hold what's touching our reproductive organs to the same standard? Yeah. Like, I think it's so incredible, especially with, let's say, lubricants, mm-hmm. because even when we like read this article on your website about the history of lubricants and everything, um, so interesting what we've done so far, right? What people have used as lubricants, but also then later on, last hundred years, how many chemicals have been used Correct. without even knowing? I mean, there's things I didn't even know, like um, it can, I mean, apart from yeast infections and like all these things, but it can also damage the sperm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, the petrochemicals and the unregulated nature of this space is mind-blowing, to be honest. And it's really scary. There's a lot of, there's actually a huge lack of research and data, but in terms of the petrochemicals that can not only damage sperm, not allow sperm motility, well, and I just don't get why people aren't shouting it from the rooftops about it. It just made so much sense that lubricant was the first product to start with and it was one that hasn't been reformulated or looked at in over a hundred years and how are we not taking that into account as more research and data becomes available from science and how these chemicals are causing all kinds of problems um, for what, people. What is like a good example for things that could have happened if you use, let's say, Vaseline or something? Mm. Infection. Yeah. Vaseline has glycerin. Glycerin causes both UTIs and yeast infections for mm. vagina owners. Yeah, fun. <laughs> Super. <laughs> Super fun. That's not my idea of sexy, but <laughs> no. some people just need that quick fix. I mean, it's funny, you know? I mean, I think also with UTIs and, and yeast infections, also another thing that is talked about so little and that you could actually use something that will enhance the chance of getting that is wild. It's crazy. And so seeing that this market and this industry had so much money, but so much neglect at the same time, we yes. were like, this is a no brainer. Obviously it's a male dominated industry given how long it's been around. And we're so excited as female founders to see there's more emerging female founders that want to shout this for the rooftop, 
we really look at ourselves with our brand through personal fave as half jester, half caretaker, because it's sex, it's fun, it's silly, it's happy, let's do that. But we're also gonna be your caretaker because we're gonna create a product that you don't have to worry about in the back of your head. And we're gonna educate since there's not a lot of information out there. Yeah, I think there's something about sex ed it's not supposed to be just scary and filled with fear, which seems to be the only thing that we do get taught, right? Correct. <laughs> and that we can have a playful way of approaching the subject that makes people feel so many negative ways, I would say. Yeah, 100%. You know, we want to preach uh, how important it is to discuss pleasure as well as consent as part of yes. a sex ed- education. It's my, it's it's beyond that neither are really mentioned in the literature, let alone how few states actually teach biologically sound sex education in this country alone. It's crazy. You have to get out of the educational system really in order to get any sex ed that will help you. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Apart from like be celibate, you know, and so you won't have any problems. Yeah. Which as we can see, it's not really a uh, way to go. No, no, no. <laughs> no, but that's actually interesting about lubricants. So I think there's a connotation for it, right? In a sense of maybe you're too dry, um, maybe you're not really into it, that's why you need a lubricant. Or I don't know what all the myths are, actually. No, there are so many. And, you know, it's there are 30% of women that have to use lubricant every single time they have sex that's interesting i didn't know that one in three yep yeah and it's you know sometimes you're dehydrated sometimes you're on a medication you know sometimes people's bodies don't automatically self-lubricate if you have other problems like eczema and you just run drier and people don't talk about it and there's a lot of shame around it and it's as we've discovered through talking to people friendly acquaintances and understanding that even you know, younger people, this isn't a just a pre and post menopausal mm. women issue. This is a all female and vagina owners issue. And then um, there's also this false narrative and stigma on the straight male side of it all that they it's a solution that it's their fault. And they're like, I don't need that. I can get a girl wet. Oh, yeah. It's like yes. uh, the ego. Yeah, the <laughs> ego. And oh, we're like, man. this doesn't this isn't on you. It's not all about you. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's unbelievable, honestly. And I reverted to a very simple analogy that I refer to as the water slide analogy. <laughs> okay. If you're going down a water slide, you want there to be more water going so you go down the slide what is it like to go down a dry water slide pass (laughs) (laughs) it hurts it's not fun it's not pleasurable but it's wild that you even have to go to such a basic kind of real life example from when you're a kid what about masturbation are you ever going to use a toy what about anal sex yes what are like Hello. <laughs> we positioned the product too, our, our, for our current product, WET, W-H-E-T. It's a water base as an enhancement, not a solution. It's yeah. It's joyful and you're welcome. It's an addition in the bedroom. <laughs> Have fun. I think it's so interesting. We just talked about this on the show last week about um, how strange it is that people think with sexuality or with sex skills or whatever, that you come out of the womb knowing exactly what to do, how to satisfy everybody, how to be 
I don't know, the best lover in the world without learning anything. Mm -hmm. That's kind of not how this is. Nothing, nothing in our life works that way, right? If you learn a new language, if you learn to walk when you're a kid, like all these things require training and time and attention to it. But with sex, we're all like, oh, this should just work. Like such a great way of putting it because there is no formula out there because people aren't talking about it because it's considered taboo and it is such it's a part of our health and wellness yes it needs to be taught this is it's healthy for you so you learn to walk you need to learn how to pleasure yourself and others with lube and it's so funny because before we started recording we talked about how that word lubricant yeah it's a difficult thing to say yeah um why is that Mm, there are multiple reasons why one we just think it's kind of a gross word and it reminds us of car lubricant <laughs> so not so sexy not sexy reminds us it i think it has more of the utility associated with it as a like from a word standpoint rather than um, the joy and pleasure yeah and takes that part away from it where we felt that calling our product for example a sex serum or a pleasure oil elevated it and made it clear oh this is for me to enjoy. Yeah. There's also a censorship aspect to it, which we're experiencing a lot as we try to market our products is a lubricant is a medical device that needs to be tested on animals if you register it as that. And that was a hard pass for us and not part of our ethos. And then, you know, I mean, I love our Instagram account. It's beautiful. And we have a great team that works on it, but it's not getting enough attention because Instagram and Facebook are very conservative with what can be, as I'm sure you're very familiar with, talk about and advertise. And so using a word like lube gets censored. And it's, I mean, and CBD too. It's bananas to us. It just keeps us going though. Yeah, I mean, I think censorship in general, unfortunately, sometimes I feel like it's kind of, it's the chicken or the egg question. Mm-hmm. Is it reflecting our society's opinion on sexuality? Or is it companies that make money knowing that it's con- controversial and therefore they'd rather not have it on their on their platform because they want to make more money? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's probably both. But <laughs> <laughs> we're both sitting here like, pondering. Which, yes. Yeah, because I think it's a difficult um, aspect of it, too, where I think sometimes in the sexual wellness bubble, let's say, I don't really understand, even though I get, even when you're saying about lubricants, that word maybe is associated with cars. But I'm also thinking, is that also because I'm thinking that sex is something dirty and I need to make it different for me so I don't think as if it were like a dark sex store, you know, where right. I'm like kind of filthy or <laughs> naughty or nasty or whatever word you can use that's maybe positive and negative. <laughs> um, where it's funny to me that it couldn't just be like, oh, I like lube. Right. Yeah. You know. Totally. And it had to be rebranded yeah. for that connotation, which is – I totally hear you on that. I completely agree. I mean, the first time I was given lube, it was actually as a gag gift for Valentine's Mm. Day from a close friend of mine in college who was friendly with my ex-boyfriend. And I Mm. got a stuffed animal and a bottle of 
loop as a joke. But at the same time, it's like, thank you. <laughs> yeah, what are you saying about yeah. that? Yeah, but, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, you know, it, it was a total gag and I was appreciative. But at the same time, it's like, why is What's this the subtext? a yeah. joke? Yeah. Yes. And what are we joking about? Why does exactly. it have to be funny? And why does it have to be poo-pooed? And- yeah, and what does it say about you? Are you talking about my sexuality? Uh-huh. And maybe my ability to get wet or uh-huh. whatever, right? Right, but I think not to toot my own horn or anything, but <laughs> Go ahead, girl. I get wet. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I think I mean whatever. I think it was a joke because it's like I'm so wet that I don't need lube, so here's some lube and you're never gonna use it. <laughs> don't wanna know what brand it was, but I can't imagine it was also the cleanest. It was KY. Gross. Of course it was KY. Gross. <laughs> well that's actually that's actually fun because um because of your article I read up uh, a little bit on like the history of lube. Yes. <laughs> so it's way back. I wanted to talk a little bit about and then also a few facts of lube in general. But the article you wrote is Lube Through the Ages. Um, and would you mind sharing a few things that were used hundreds of years ago for lube? <laughs> totally. Um, you know, I think shouting out, you know, that the Greeks used olive oil. <laughs> love it. And really loved male on male anal sex. Oh, yeah. That is yeah. one thing that we learned, and that's really important to understand, especially talking about that time period and the big festivals that used to happen oh, yeah. back in ancient Greece. I actually tried it once. That's oh, strange. Wait, tell oh, me. How did it go? I mean, out of like, you know, out of all kitchen products. Listen, I think it worked pretty well, but. It smells like a salad. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that that connotation was, was just strange. I was like, no, I don't know. You know, not sexy. Not you know? sexy. That's so interesting. I wonder if that's where Toss the salad yeah, came from. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like so weird. I was like, it smells not, it smells like food and it's too much for me. Personally. Yeah. Mm, interesting. <laughs> okay, next Haven't one. Haven't never tried. Um, <laughs> You don't have to. You have <laughs> Thanks for doing that for us. <laughs> um, prior to that, there is use of carrageenan in China, 600 BC, which so was wild. A, a substance from seaweed. I would assume it's kind of like an agar, slippery mm-hmm. kind of substance. Um, in the Edo period in Japan, they did use Chinese yams. Shout out, Grace and Frankie. Yes, Grace and Frankie <laughs> episode. <laughs> And then, so as it gets into modern days in the 1900s and we start mass producing stuff, that's when all the shady ingredients started coming in. It's, yes. It was fun and fine and probably weird with all the natural stuff we were using back in the day, but at least it was being used. And then it was capitalized in early 1900s and that's when KY came into the scene. And then you notice in like, 50s, 60s, 70s, as you do with all your cleaning products and whatnot, just 
mass production gets wild and all these ingredients that you can't pronounce that <laughs> they weren't using in China and Japan or Greece back in the day <laughs> get involved and you're like, hmm, what am I actually putting on my vagina right now? Yeah. Right. Crisco was also used no. quite heavily as a so lubricant. Um, wow. you know, it was wildly intertwined with gay culture in the oh, 70s. Oh, really? Yeah. And there was a club called Crisco Disco yeah. in New York City. What was happening in that club? <laughs> I wonder. I would have loved to gone to Crisco Disco. Yeah. I mean, it kind of Sums gives... the Crisco. Yeah. It gives me uh, Studio 54 vibes, but mm. let's just hope the furniture was plastic. <laughs> Not a year and a half. Um, and then, Close it down. Exactly. Yeah. And then coming to now, I mean, more... Lubricants are readily available in the 1980s, 1990s, and now modern day is a few of us. Mm-hmm. Luckily, a lot of women. Yeah. That are shifting the conversation and bringing back more natural ingredients. And I mean, the main and our current skew, the wet product, aloe, aloe vera. Very simple, guys. Nice, yeah. We don't need all the crap. <laughs> Let's put this in there. It yeah. works. And many of our competitors use coconut oil as one of their main ingredients. Yeah. Great. But with yeah. that, you have to be careful because of condoms, right? Correct. So this, the aloe vera-based oil for us, great great call, is is latex compliant. And yeah. then yeah. another product we're coming out with is more of like an all-over body arousal oil because not to really text compliant when it's oil based. Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting because I think people don't even know the basics about lube. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I didn't until a few years ago. No, I mean, this is Same. Not, nobody ever told me anything about there being different kinds of lube, which one can be used with a condom, which one couldn't, you know? So we're kind of in a It goes back to space. people not having the conversation. Yes, yeah. exactly. So quickly. So there's three different kinds of lubes, right? Yes. Or base. No, yes. there are three. There's water, oil, and silicone. Yeah, cool. I think it also depends on what you're doing. Yep. If yeah. you're having anal sex, you might want an oil or a silicone-based lubricant. You might not want to be using a water-based. and a silicone. Why? Because it lasts longer? It definitely lasts a little bit longer. And also, nobody's anus self-lubricates. Mm-mm. So you need like the you heavy need that extra. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can't use silicone based lubricant with silicone toys, which a lot of people don't know. You can ruin yes. some of your really expensive, nice sex toys with silicone lubricants. Correct. Yeah. And that's when a water based or an oil based might be a better option. So I think, you know, there is a preference moment. I was having a conversation this past weekend with some men who were oil guys, quote unquote. Um, oh, okay. And that was interesting. I mean, but I, do they know about the condom thing or is that not I said interesting? that, but I think they were almost, you know, they were a little bit older than I am. They were like in their like 40s, I'd say. And I think they were thinking more from a masturbation standpoint, oh, which was yeah. interesting. Oh, oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. Because for a second, I was already in a nightmare I, scenario. <laughs> that's where we automatically go, right? But yeah. It's interesting. I've had like friends, husbands and boyfriends being like, can't wait for your CBD oil base to go live because my husband's used every sample to masturbate. Oh, and I'm like, real? Yes. terrific. They love it. Oh, I love that. Yes. 
We've gotten rave reviews for both masturbation as well as anal sex for the oil based. Oh, that's so. great. And orgasm just, enhancement. Has just been FYI. Like- <laughs> Go run. Yeah. Run, yeah. don't walk. <laughs> Get yourself some lube. Well, what kind of arousal enhancing ingredients are in your lube? In our current, the water based one, we have ginseng and there's chamomile and there's horny goat weed. Horny goat weed is just so fun to say. It's a plant. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and all of that intensifies libido and arousal and sensuality naturally which is a beautiful thing and then on top of that in this product there's stevia if you if perchance it gets in your mouth it's not going to be a gross olive oil salad experience (laughs) it's going to be pleasurable get an upgrade yeah Yeah. you know selecting the aphrodisiac extracts for both products the water-based as well as peak or oil-based was an integral part of our formulation process to really both help people understand that there are natural supplements that can be used both topically as well as orally to enhance arousal. What will be a couple things you can take orally mm. as an aphrodisiac? So there's a couple things. Um, horny goat weed is one of them. Um, How do you get something like that? You can go to a natural <laughs> supplement store. I oh, mean, even okay. like an earth bar or a Whole Foods will have horny goat weed as well as maca. Maca mm. root is a natural aphrodisiac as well. I would just suggest speaking with your physician ahead of taking either of these if you are on medication (laughs) as a disclosure. (laughs) Um, But those are two natural aphrodisiacs that people can take. I think also, what is it called? Moon juice or something? Yes, moon juice has sex dust um, as well as other supplements. We love moon juice. Yeah, they kick ass. We're all about them. Yeah. Yeah. I've tried the sex dust before, and sec- actually, the active in sex dust is maca. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I've tried it too. Yeah. 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 I mean, did it do anything? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> be completely fair. I, um, I have pretty high libido, so I'm not quite sure, you know, maybe it would be actually too much to take, you know? <laughs> My partner wouldn't be so happy maybe at one point. Uh, <laughs> My friend and I were having oysters one time and I said, did you know these are nat- natural aphrodisiac? And she put it down and she goes, oof, I did not need any more of that. I'm good on that. That's so funny. Yeah, I feel like that sometimes. I'm like, yeah. I don't know if I, if I need to like object my partner to more sex Uh well that's the thing there are other things and other foods you know as well that are natural aphrodisiacs that you can incorporate into your everyday you know even dark chocolate yes obvi like no brainer i mean listen also i'm joking about my libido it goes up and down, right, for everybody. So I think it's good to have a toolkit um, of things that you could help yourself with. Because this thing about sexuality, too, that we are so, like I said earlier, we're supposed to be perfect. Everything is supposed to be running smoothly, pun intended. <laughs> but that that is not the case. No that way. you can just help yourself, set yourself up for success. No, I mean... <laughs> in, in so many ways. For sure. I mean, even myself, someone who is outwardly a horny individual, <laughs> I go through intense periods of abstinence where yeah. I'm just wanting to focus and not 
not get distracted to be honest <laughs> you can <laughs> harness that energy too exactly yeah. harness yeah. that energy and still take care of yourself yeah and you can still be have great sexual health and wellness without being sexually active too i think yeah. that's so interesting i just had um also this q a i did last yesterday is so interesting about um people being disconnected during sex but i was talking to this girl who had brought up this whole thing about how difficult it is for her. On the one hand, she wants to have casual sex. It only be about the sex, but then she gets emotionally involved and she doesn't understand why it's so difficult for her to separate. And, and then she was talking about women in general and like how in this, in this lifestyle that she lives, polyamorous, how to actually deal with your own sexuality. And I think a bit of a misunderstanding is that sexual emancipation is just having a lot of sex. For sure. It's just about listening to what you need. Yep. And if that's no sex, even if that's no sex forever, <laughs> you're in touch with what you need and therefore it's the right decision for exactly. you. Exactly. You're still a sexual being. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. No, yeah. it doesn't matter how you practice or what you do, but I think that's so true. People think, oh, I have to be in a partnership. I have to be having a lot of sex for people to think that. Or just overtly sexual. Yeah, mm-hmm. or overtly sexual um, in a way that's, you know, kind of intense. But <laughs> yeah. that, that's not what, how you have to be. You can be or do whatever you want with whomever you want or without whomever you want <laughs> to really get where you're trying to go. I just pulled this up because I read about this yesterday, prepping for the show, um, that there was a study being done by, by Indiana University that lube um, actually can help you have orgasms more easily. Dude, 100%, especially with something like CBD in a product that helps Mm. bring blood flow to the space and intensifies the sensation. If you have trouble orgasming, like bringing this into your practice, I encourage everyone because there's also shame and stigma around women who can't orgasm every time. Absolutely. And that doesn't mean it's not still pleasurable. But if that's something that you're like, I'm very curious and need to explore inviting lube into your sexual practice, whatever that is, report back. (laughs) Yes. I think think it takes a lot of pressure off also because if you start with a lubricant and you're doing whatever you're doing, your body – you know, whether or not it self-lubricates will start doing its job because there's already moisture present. Yeah. So it's it's very interesting to understand that I wonder how much of that is just people relaxing. And if lubricant can aid people of all sexual orientations to be more present with themselves and be conscious of what they're putting on or inside of themselves prior or during a sexual experience, Mm -hmm. I think it just brings that mindfulness aspect into sex. Okay, so part of the show um, is playing some games together. We love games. Yeah, (laughs) right? Um, And the first game is truth or dare. When you choose truth, you have to answer the question truthfully. Great. And if you choose dare, you're giving a task to complete. 
Great. And since this is audio, obviously, it's only an audio dare or social media. Stephanie, truth or dare? Dare. <gasps> oh, my God. You did it. Um, I love it. Bring it on. <laughs> okay. Let's see. I dare you to read us one sexy message you have sent or you've gotten. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <gasps> yes. oh my God. Absolutely. I'm so excited. Where do I start? That's <laughs> like a whole conversation. I love Honestly, this. it's a whole separate podcast, and we should probably start. There's a full file. Yeah. <laughs> he said, I want to lick you too. And I said, Don't I know? I think about that often with the tongue out emoji three times. <laughs> And then he asked for pictures. <laughs> nice. I nice. like that. Was did that you, good? Did you, did you, yeah. Did you send the picture? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think so. Hold on. I think so. She's like, I'm going to watch this. Um, yeah, I did. Sexy. <gasps> good girl. Love it. It's that a is... picture of my ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, since you guys can't see this. If anybody cares. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Thank you very much. Oh my sharing. gosh, I love that. Okay, Hannah. We'll stick true to our personalities. Stephanie was obviously the dare. I'm very much the truth. You are. Okay. Bring it on. All right, all right. Truth, what I'm going to ask you. What's something you never thought you'd like, Ooh. but then you tried it and you were either okay with it or actually really started liking it you know like it has a, it had a more positive i have thing. a great one i really hope my parents don't listen to this but um <laughs> i was dating this british guy last year and we were hooking up and all of a sudden unbeknownst to me there is a finger in my butt and I, at first i was like what's happening and then i was like oh sweet <laughs> yes. uh, definitely sweet yeah. we're here for fingers and buttholes yeah i was like hey cool thanks. it's lovely oh it's divine you should get a butt bug <laughs> hey i know i know the industry <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll if get, you don't have it we'll, yet. Get, we'll get it in vegas at altitude i'm a minutes. big <laughs> i'm a big fan I really i mean you know, there's different sizes, so there are. Don't, don't go to the gay sex shop. No, <laughs> That's a good, <laughs> there's good, good tip. hot tip. <laughs> All right, do we get to turn the tables around on you? Yes. yes. Okay. Truth or dare, girl. Yeah, truth or dare. I'll do a truth. I always do dare. Okay. Favorite kink? Yeah. What is your favorite, favorite kink? kink? Flogging. Let's go. I like I'm it. a fan. Yeah, I didn't know. That's kind of like a thing. Like I asked you, I didn't know I would like that. I thought I don't really like physical pain. Mm -hmm. Like, why would I like this? But it's more about like the mentality of it and like the way the flog, you know, the leather of the floggers can be very sensual. But do you like impact. to hit someone or you like to be hit? I like to be hit. Yeah. That sounds strange. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, hot. I think I, yeah, both are cool. So, yeah. Bravo. Yeah. Sucks. I haven't. No, that's not true. I'm, gonna take I'm like, I haven't hit anybody. I'm like, no. Nah, <laughs> is it called hitting or is it whipping? No, it's whipping. It's whipping, yeah. right? Yeah, you, it's not really hitting, no. Yeah. Yeah, it's like impact play. I, I used that. a whip on a, on a partner before, yeah. Oh, wow. Like a really long one? No, like a shorter one. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, so I think it's actually more rare to have a hetero man be submissive a bit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it, ha it hasn't happened to me very often. But it's really interesting. 
Some yeah, are cool. though. Was it yeah, fun when he it was, was very down fun. to it, it? You know, I think it's the thing what I get off on is like somebody enjoying themselves and having pleasure. So it doesn't really matter. You know, you can if somebody really gets turned on by you pouring wax all, all over them. I get turned on by the fact that you were turned on. Right. Yeah. So, and I, I do like this saying. for you. So as long as I don't have to really hurt you, I'm not really into that. But otherwise, full on. Let's it's like go. fun. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's a whole play on giving and receiving, right? You know, if yes. someone's giving the flogger or the riding crop or whatever it is and the other yeah. person's receiving, there is pleasure being exchanged on both ends. Totally. So the second game we're going to play is Would You Rather. Fun. Considering role play, mm-hmm. would you rather play professor and student or virgin play? Professor and student. Virgin play. <gasps> Love it. Mm-hmm. Another role play scenario. Either vampire and victim mm-hmm. or Uber driver. <laughs> Wait, is the Uber driver a rape fantasy? (laughs) She would. I I, I I had to ask. I mean, if you wanted to be. (laughs) That's why I'm asking. I'm going full vampire. Yeah, I think vampire. We're witches. Vampire, victim. Yeah. Who are you, the vampire or the victim? Um, You're the victim. Victim. (laughs) I'm vampire. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I think. Yeah, I really did like True Blood at the beginning. You know, the vampire sex looked real hot. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, I mean, they're a sex symbol, you know, vampires are. They really are. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> so strange. Okay, would you rather go to a sex shop with your partner or make a sex tape? Ooh. Oh, can I pick both? <laughs> yes. I think I'd rather today just yeah. for today which okay, one for would today, you rather do I think I'd go to the sex shop just because poor guy I'm going to be using him as research too. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, I think I'd rather make a sex tape. <gasps> really? Yeah. Love it. We tried to once back in the day, like a threesome that failed. Never I, happened. I wasn't there. Oh, yeah. wait, no, wait, wait, Hannah wait, was not included. Wait, it didn't. It, it didn't end up happening. Why the camera didn't work, or you didn't no? Someone got sick. <laughs> <laughs> but there was no reschedule. Like yeah. you, you only brave enough once. No. <laughs> yeah. No. Like it started recording, and then it was like. Oh wait, I'm gonna be sick. <laughs> Not sexy. Oh, even crazier. Yeah, it's a failed threesome video. Yes, that's amazing. I it's know. actually a better video than if it were. I really <laughs> wonder if it still exists. But it sounds that like a Greek how... tragedy. It really is, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, threesome combo: MMF, FFM, or FFF. Whoa. I've personally always had the mmf on my bucket list right but it's so really ffm is just so easy i feel yeah mm-hmm. it doesn't feel so nuanced and exciting but it's so hard to find two like straight male Honestly, guys who F-F-T- feel comfortable fmt Bring me a trans in there. I'm FMT. Oh, oh, love it. Yeah. Honestly, that sounds hot. Yeah. I'm jealous. <laughs> I can still pick but it. also, but here's the thing. I also here's the thing about my male, male, female pan- fantasy. I also mm-hmm. wonder what it would be like to have sex with the gay couple. Because I yeah. think they would be really into it and then also be into each other, which would be really more dynamic but I just wonder if I would get a lot like I would be like hey I'm over here <laughs> and they're like okay, it could be 
short lived. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it, it would. Like in my it, in my Simply fantasy, it works, but in reality, I don't think it would. Isn't work. there a Sex and the City episode where Samantha does that? Yes, does that? I think so. And then they com- they completely the just like ignore. They her. just start fucking. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> I think that's. I think yeah, it's deep rooted. It's uh, this tracks. <laughs> It's definitely difficult, but I'm gonna give you um, another dare. I'm gonna give you a porn to watch. Ooh. Okay, um, it's an incredible porn with Owen Gray and small hands. Ooh, and Kristen, I forgot her last Is name. Is this there. an Erica Lust? No, funny enough, it's not. Um, it's Owen Gray's um, brand or whatever. It's an incredible threesome. She comes a thousand times. Whoa. To be fair, she's also like multi-orgasmic. This woman is like insane. Super okay. But they're all, I had small hands on the show and he talked about it and they're all friends. Ooh. So they didn't even know it would blow up this way. They just one afternoon just shot it at home. Well, that's, oh, I love that. That's I just my, had fun. That, Natural. That was my failed video. It was three friends. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that's how you can make it happen and like not be awkward and not have the weird couple dynamic yes but i also do wonder you know like am i gonna you know go to boys town one night and get lucky (laughs) with a couple you might are you guys out there (laughs) right in (laughs) see you at the abbey (laughs) (laughs) would you rather strip for your partner or send nudes to a stranger Ooh. Why is this hard? It's hard because I'm awkward and I find myself when I'm like in that moment of stripping to be kind of unsexy sometimes. So I'm feeling... And you can like really pose for the picture, make sure you look good. Yeah. <laughs> you can really... It's guaranteed to be a success. Yeah. <laughs> a picture, you can really get those angles. Uh-huh. The strip tease. Give me like a cute outfit and throw some Beyonce on. I'll... I'll... I'll, I'll crush it. That's amazing. I used to be a dancer, like a real dancer, studied ballet, studied hip hop. So oh, she's you ready do the for the strip tease. Okay. This is what I've been training for. Yeah, she's been training for this. Um, All these years just for you, baby. This is my moment. Yeah, I guess I would pick the strip tease. I don't really like sending pictures of myself to people. It's something I do very rarely. And sending them to a stranger sounds like you're asking it for it to be blasted. A mistake. <laughs> mistake. <laughs> my so opinion. yeah, no face, you know. All right. Exactly. Well, yeah, always, oh, no well. matter what. Obviously, same but same. strip tease <laughs> happening. All right, if if I can have some <laughs> choreographed <laughs> dance Hannah's lessons, choreograph your strip tease. Exactly. Yes, I'm gonna consult my friend. She teaches pole in New York, <gasps> and really? Hannah. Yes. Oh, she should. I love it. No, yeah. it's a whole affair. It's I'm a whole horrible. Number. I know, yeah. but, but um, yeah, if I have some lessons, I'll do the striptease. You got this. <laughs> All right, and now last but not least, would you rather watch somebody having sex or being watched having sex? Ooh. Watch somebody. <gasps> cool. Yeah. Right. I like watching. I love that. Yeah, I'm such a voyeur. Yeah. But I don't know if I'm an exhibitionist because I I've... think I'd want to be watched. I've definitely, like, maybe been watched before. For sure. I mean, I think same. But college is weird. It didn't guys. really turn me on any extra. Yeah. But watching other people turns me on. I've thought about going to sex parties just to yeah. watch people before, but I felt like Agreed. it might get weird <laughs> because I wouldn't be the person participating. But 
you know, just like order a thing of popcorn and sit down. Exactly. Literally, I would like be there, like getting my snacks, have like a seltzer, (laughs) really just, you know, be there to watch everybody. But I'm not sure how well received that might be. I think it'd be totally fine, depending where you go, obviously. Yeah, of course. Um, Um, I'm into it. But you want to be watched. Yeah. Hmm. I think so. Because I just, I want to be in having fun in the act mm. like yeah dude sure you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> absolutely is that what you would rather oh being watched um the thing is with the watching that's kind of fun but only as an appetizer exactly. because i get so like not jealous but i'm like i want to be part of it yeah what's next that's so, like i went straight to my yeah own so being watched <laughs> Sounds like it's probably going to be the first one I'll pick to be watched. I'm with you. But, you know. I'm such a creep. (laughs) No. (laughs) I have actually have a friend who that's his main kink. Yeah. And I think it's pretty difficult. He only wants to watch. He only wants to watch. Other people having sex. Yeah. Like in real life. In real life. (laughs) Not in the game. Yeah. In real life. Not in the game. No, no. no. He wants it for real. Yeah. Yeah, and it's difficult. I think it's difficult to find couples who are willing, who understand the concept too. He doesn't want to be part of it. It's not a threesome. He doesn't want to be part of it, right? Because that would be something uh, different, you know. Of course, like, yeah, yeah. That's all out there. <laughs> so, the meaning, go on Fet Life. You'll find something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. This was so much fun. Such thank a you pleasure. For us. Thank you. How can people find your work or your products? Basically, um, you can go to personalfave.co, p e r s o n a l f a v dot c o, or on Instagram, we're at personalfaveco. It'll take us a a while to because as we were talking about with censorship we've been shadow banned so actually yeah. please find us on instagram i'll put it in the show us. notes yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um and we're sold on goop yes yeah. and more, awesome. re- more retailers to come later this year but i can't say it publicly yet. <laughs> <laughs> i'll say it on instagram when it happens yes, amazing. Too. <laughs> thank you so much this thank was amazing you. and we love all the work that you do oh, such a fan you. team laura amen thank you guys so much for listening to the pussy church podcast and please check out my amazing guests stephanie and hannah's pleasure serums in the show notes if you like today's show please head over to itunes to subscribe rate and leave a review it helps us keep the show going or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show that will be amazing too see you next sunday